0: Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. And we pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. Open your Bibles with me to the book of Exodus chapter 38. Exodus 38 verse 8. Just going to read one verse. Exodus 38 verse Verse 8, and he made the laver of brass and the foot of it of brass of the looking glasses of the women assembling, which assembled at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. Thank you for your word, Lord. Help me, Lord, God, to deliver it according to your will. We know it's already anointed, God. We pray, Lord, that you would deposit it in every life and every heart right now, and that faith would be mixed with the the word as it's received in Jesus' name. And everybody say, Amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Praise God. I want to preach on the subject, take a good look in the mirror. Take a good look in the mirror. You know, mirrors as we know them today have only been around since about 1835. They consist basically of a piece of glass that's coated on one side with a thin layer of metallic silver substance, and it varies. Uh, And that's kind of the mirrors we have today. But what did people use for mirrors before that? The very first mirrors were most likely still pools of water, large containers of water made of clay, where people could see a true reflection of themselves. It is said that the first man-made mirrors were made out of polished obsidian, basically volcanic glass, and were used thousands of years ago. Later, they were they were made out of polished copper, polished stone, and polished bronze or brass. Amen. And by the way, before any of the guys here uh, start thinking that... Uh, this is a sermon talking just to the women because it's about mirrors and stuff. Uh, let me say that uh, there's not too many guys I see that go by a mirror that don't like, make sure everything's good and then uh, also. So this is about everybody. This, this is for everybody. Praise God. We all need to take a good look in the mirror. It's obvious that mirrors are important to everybody. If you really want to see yourself as you truly are, it's very important to choose the right mirror. The mirror you use gives you a true view of yourself without distortion or cloudiness. You know, uh, you know I haven't been to one of these places in a while, but, you know, at the old, the old, old day carnivals and some of the fairs had the little funhouse mirrors where you'd go into this little, you know, uh, portable building or whatever. And you'd look at yourself and all these different kind of mirrors that have been purposely tweaked to give you a different representation of yourself. So even if you were tall and thin, you could go in there and you could immediately be only four feet tall and about four feet wide or whatever. Amen. And uh, vice versa. Or you could be all like wavy or twisted up or crooked or all kinds of things. Some make you appear shorter than you are, taller than you are. Amen. Uh, Some skinny, some large, some crooked, some whatever. Or just, you know, all just messed up. And it's not a true view of you. It's a deceiving view for the purpose of fun and laughs, of course. But sadly in life, some people use some mirrors like that, amen, not literally but spiritually speaking to try to gauge who they are and what's looking back at them and how okay they are or not okay they are in life, or so to speak, amen. And it's no laughing matter like these funhouse mirrors, Praise God. But what I'm going to tell you is don't allow, Amen, the mirrors that you're using to lie to you and to deceive you into believing you're something that you're really not. Because you want to be who you are. Amen. And you want to because when we stand before God, we want to, amen, be who God thinks we are and who we think we are and not somebody else. Amen. We cannot rely. On other people to be the standard that we go by or that we live up to. Because another type of mirror that we use is other people. We look at other people... And try to see ourselves, whether we're better or not as good or whatever, as we look into their lives and use their life as a mirror. Amen. Don't get me wrong. I thank God for good examples. You know, in the church and walking with God, we need people. Amen. The Bible talks about there were certain in the church that were considered pillars. Amen. Which means, they, they, you know, you could you could count on them and they could handle, amen, a lot of things. Praise God. And Paul said... Follow me as I follow Christ. And so there are those that we, we you know we pattern ourselves after. But there's no human being that's perfect. Amen. And we got to be careful when we use other people as our mirrors, because eventually, amen, we will be disappointed and disillusioned when, if we use other people as our mirrors. Amen. Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse 12 said, For we dare not. He said, We dare not make ourselves of a number or compare ourselves with some that commend themselves. But they measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves are not wise. Amen. We dare not do it because we're not wise when we compare ourselves with others. Amen. Using them. Amen. As the measuring stick for our life. Hey, well, at least I'm better than them. At least I'm doing better than them. What does that mean? I don't know. We got to find a good mirror. We got to find, you know, it's like everybody's, you know, when you, you know the old saying, keeping up with the Joneses. And I don't know who the Joneses are, but I'd like to meet him and tell them, you know, you guys have caused a lot of trouble over the years. <laughs> I don't know if you realize that. Because everyone's trying to keep up with you, and you probably don't even know it. But you must guys must be really blessed because... Everybody wants to be like you. Everybody's using you as their mirror. As long as you, I got to keep up with the Joneses. If they got this, I got to have that. If they got that, you know, if they, that, that makes me feel good. If I got what they got, amen. But for a mirror to give you an accurate image of yourself, it needs to be made, like, and I'm talking about a literal mirror, of a flat, straight piece of glass. Amen. That's the only way that the mirror can give it to you straight. And, folks, we need our mirror to give it to us straight. Praise God. If you got the zip the size of Texas on your left cheek right here, you need your mirror to tell you, attention, don't you dare go outside until you take care of that. Amen. Amen. And if we ignore the mirror, then we ignore it. And we go out there and everyone's not even looking at our nose or our eyes or I don't know what. Amen. They're just like right there. Amen. To that, you know, Mount to Everest on your cheek. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. But at least if we have an accurate mirror, it's telling us exactly what we look like. So it's up to us that we see the reflection and whether we do something about it or not, that's our business. See, folks, you know, people can't be mirrors as good as they are. Amen. And, And other things can't be mirrors in this life. We need our mirror to be perfect. Amen. We don't normally talk about perfection because we know nobody's perfect. Amen. But we need our mirror to be perfect. Our spiritual mirror. Our life mirror. We need our, that life mirror to be flawless. And there's only one mirror that we should trust our life with. There's only one mirror that we should trust our soul with. And that is what we find in James chapter 1. Verse 22, but be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any man be a hearer of the word, and not a doer, he's like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass or a mirror. For he beholdeth himself, and goeth his way, and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. But whoso looketh into the perfect, everybody say perfect. Whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty, and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, that man will be blessed in his deed. I'm talking about the word of God, folks. I'm talking about the Bible. It is our perfect mirror. Amen. That's what you need to be looking at multiple times a day to check yourself, to make sure you're put together, to make sure, amen, you are what God wants you to be. Because this person wants me to be this, and that person wants me to be that, and that person that I'm trying to live up to that and live up to this and whatever. You know what? That's craziness. Amen. Give me one mirror, and I'm going to make that mirror happy. Praise God. And, and if everybody else isn't happy, at least I made him happy. And I'm going to please God, and I don't care what everybody else says. I'm not going to Susie Q's heaven. I'm not going to you know Uncle George's heaven. I'm not going to Fred's heaven. I'm not going to this guy's heaven or that person's heaven. I'm going to Jesus's heaven. Amen. And I got to go by what he said. He said, hey, you look in this mirror. You make the necessary adjustments. And when you stand before me, you're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. But you need to take a good look multiple times a good look in the mirror. Amen. The Bible's our mirror. The word of God will always tell it like it is whether we like it or not. Amen. Amen. That's why the Bible says faithful are the wounds of a friend and he word a friend that sticks closer than a brother and that's Jesus. A true friend will tell it like it a true friend will come up and you know like grab you by your By your your nap of your collar or your cheeks and go, hey, what are you doing? (laughs) You know, you're going down the wrong path. The bridge is out. There's problems. There's, hey, you know what? Look, red flags everywhere. You know, that's a true friend. Instead of saying, oh, yeah, go ahead, you know, come see, come saw. That ain't a true friend. Amen. The word of God will tell it like it is. It hasn't changed. It's not going to change, and it's right to the point. It's perfect. It's flawless, and it's pure. Yes. Psalms twelve, verse six: the words of the Lord are pure words, as silver tried in the furnace of, of earth, purified seven times. Psalm nineteen, eight: the statutes of the Lord are right. Rejoice in the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. Yes. And Psalms one, nineteen, one forty: the word, thy word is very pure. Therefore, thy servant loveth it. And that's us. We're the servants of the Lord. And we love his word. Amen. Because it's going to tell us what it is. Hallelujah. Heaven and earth going to pass away. All these other mirrors are going to pass away. But thy word shall not pass away. Never. It's always going to be here. It's forever settled in heaven. We need to read it. That's why we need to read it, folks. And reread it. We need to ponder it. We need to contemplate it. We need to study it. We need to meditate on it. And we need to even commit it to memory if we can in some, you know, some passages or whatever to help us in, in our own walk with God. And even to share when we're without a Bible. You know, but now you're not even really without a Bible. And if you have cell service or not even cell service. If you've got a battery charge, you download the app and you've got the Bible right here. And you just like whip it out and talk to people about it. Amen. But sometimes put it to memory. Amen. Have it deep in your heart. And most importantly, we have to put it down in our hearts. Amen. Praise God. Because there was some that in the last times, Paul told Timothy, that are ever learning and never, never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. They have a form of godliness, but they deny their power thereof. Because the power gets in there when we get it down in our heart folks. Amen. If you just have a head knowledge, uh, that's when you have a form of godliness. uh, When you just memorize it for memorization's sake, but you don't let it affect your heart and make a change then we know amen that it's just head knowledge amen they deny the power thereof amen ever learning how can people read the bible over and over again and have scholarships and have degrees and specialties in the bible and studies and theological studies amen and doctors of divinity and they don't know that you must be baptized in jesus name and they don't know you must receive the holy ghost and they don't know there's only one god and his name is jesus that's because they didn't get it down in their heart like they should. Oh, <laughs> Praise God. Thank you, Lord. So not just in, not just in my, my mind, but my heart. Not just in head knowledge, but heart knowledge. Psalms 119.11 said, Thy word. Have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Amen. First John 2 1, my little children, these things write I unto you that you sin not. Amen. The Bible is the greatest deterrent to sin that we possess but we've got to have it in our lives and we've got to have it as our mirror and that's where it becomes the greatest deterrent if you never look at the mirror and you don't know who you are praise God you don't know how you look you don't know really what you're doing amen but I got to look in the mirror there was an old bible found many years ago and somebody opened it up and written inside the cover was this phrase sin will keep you from this book this book will keep you from sin. Amen. I'm telling you, praise God, the mirror that we need in our lives is the word. Amen. And if any other mirrors try to mess around with me that go against the, the real mirror, I got I to gotta let God's mirror triumph over it. Psalms one nineteen one sixty five 165 said, Great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them praise God. That means nothing in the law shall offend those, amen, that love it. If you love the law of God and you use it as your mirror, yeah, there's some tough talk in there. Yeah, some straight talk in there. Jesus even had some straight talk in there. Praise God. Amen. But I'm telling you, hallelujah, that God will bless us If we use his mirror and we don't need to be offended. Don't allow God's perfect mirror to offend you. God's mirror is your best friend. God's mirror knows what's best for you. It's only doing what's best. It's not trying to mess you up or trying to get you off track. he, He knows. He created us. He gave us his word to help us. Amen. There's so many things that are all interconnected. We need to go with God's program. Don't allow anybody or anything else to pull you away. From constantly looking at yourself in God's mirror. Amen. After all, when we stand before God, we'll be judged by the only mirror approved by God. The only mirror recognized in heaven. John 12, Jesus said in verse 47, If any man hear my words and believe not, I judge him not. I came not to judge the world, but to save the world. Verse 48, he that rejected me and receiveth not my words hath one that judges him. The word that I have spoken, the same shall judge him in the last day. That's why I got to get the, get on that mirror right now. Yeah. Amen. Before the last day. Revelation twenty twelve: the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works amen that means the mirror the same mirror that we're going to use right now to keep us right on track with god will be the one that we stand there will be no surprises in heaven amen when it comes to uh people that know what's going on there'll there'll be some shocked people in heaven that thought that you know that something else was going to happen but i'm telling you there won't be surprises for us if we'll use his mirror now because he's not going to He's not going to, you know, do a shell game and a switch out and, and uh, switch and bait. And, and uh, we'll, we're not going to be judged by some other Bible that we didn't even write, read before. We're going to be judged by exactly what we have in our hands. Praise God. Amen. No other mirrors will be accepted by God on that day, so why should we have confidence in them now? Amen. Praise God. Amen. We're not going to have, you know, old Susie Q. Well, you know, I was using her as my mirror, so, hey, Susie, I, was, I just got my name called. i standing before God. I need you to stand right here and let God know why I need to be in there. And Susie's probably going to go, uh, I don't know why I'm doing it. What I'm doing here, I get... You, And, you know, everyone's going to be shaking in their boots at that point because they used the wrong mirror. Amen. Our text verse lets us know that the base of the brazen laver or the brass laver was made from the looking glasses of the women of Israel. I'm going to read it in the New English translation. He made the large basin of bronze and its pedestal of bronze from the mirrors of the women who served at the entrance of the tent of meeting. And let me talk to you, talk to you about the significance of this. And remember, in the tabernacle or the temple, the outer court, when, you first, when the priests first went in, the first thing was the brazen altar. That's where the animals were killed, the blood was shed. And the second thing in the outer court, before you got to that first curtain of the tabernacle itself, was the laver. Amen. And uh, it was called the sea when, when Solomon built his temple. He built this massive thing that sat on the back of 12, you know, huge, uh, you know, lifelike, life-size oxen. Amen. But the, the original labor that, that God had Moses build was much smaller, looked more like a huge bird bath, made out of brass. But it was made, the base of it was made with the mirrors, the brass or bron- polished bronze mirrors of the women of Israel. That's interesting. Amen. Now, we know that everything in the Old Testament was significant and symbolic of something. And that brazen altar where the death of the animal happened, that was where repentance took place. We talk about today, amen, the dying out of our old life and our old sins. And the next thing that happened was the the priest would wash the blood off of their hands in that labor. Before they went into the tabernacle. So the labor was symbolic of water baptism. Amen. And before you're baptized, you always have to repent, right? Amen. Everybody that's baptized, you remember, but I, the, the, one of the things I asked you, amen, that hey, one of the qualifications, you got to ask God to forgive you of your sins. Amen. You got to examine yourself, you got to have some self reflection, you got to look at yourself in the mirror and ask God to forgive. Amen. And so as the priest approached from the altar of, of, of death and repentance, approached that labor, he was able to see his reflection amen in the base of the labor before he washed and as we amen prepare for water baptism we see ourselves we examine ourselves we don't take it lightly we don't bury live people we want to bury people that die out to your old self and that's why we're burying you in the water grave of baptism we want to bury you dead so that you'll rise to walk in newness of life but you look in those mirrors before you go and you see you examine your 1st Corinthians eleven twenty eight. 28 let a man examine himself 2nd Corinthians 13 5 examine yourselves whether you be in the faith prove your own selves amen we examine ourselves so see there's a biblical pre- uh, precedent for looking in mirrors you know and I know if if some of us and I'll, I'll say myself too if some of us would look in the perfect mirror as much as we look in those other mirrors, we're going to do okay. you know you know, like fifty thousand times a day, I, I think that's pretty good. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Every time you go in the bathroom, every time you pass the mirror in the hall, every time the, you go to the mirror right by the front door, or that mirror over there, okay, and then there's the mirror in the visor that comes down with the little lights that pop open when you're in the car, and then the, the rear view mirror, you're really, you're, you know, you're really not adjusting your rear mirror. You're looking at yourself, you're seeing you, you get that little parsley out of your teeth, amen, after you ate because you're going to go see somebody and you don't want to be embarrassed or whatever, amen. So we're always looking in the mirror, always looking in the mirror, always looking in the mirror. Just look in God's mirror that much, and you're going to be okay. We can still choose to ignore, like James said, if you hear and don't do it, amen, it's like looking in the mirror and forgetting who you were, but at least you looked. That's more than some people do, amen. The doer is the more blessed person, but the hearer is blessed. Amen. So keep hearing. The more you hear, the more chance you're going to do. Praise God. The more you read, the more it's going to get inside of you. And the less, amen, the more deterrent will come. If you've got to step over things, if you've got to step over the, the mirror, step over the Bible, amen, to do something, even though you know it's wrong, then at least you knew it. Amen. Amen. Praise God. And then there's one more verse I'd like to read in 2 Corinthians 3. Because see, really the whole object of this and the whole goal is for us to be more like Him. It's for us to, you know, get to the end of the finish line. We take our last breath, or the rapture takes place and we get out of here. That thing we are looking for is hey we're looking in his mirror looking in his mirror making adjustments making adjustments looking in his mirror making adjustments and, and we're being blessed because of it being blessed because of it that eventually when we look in the mirror we'll see him along with us because we wanted to be like him Second Corinthians 3:18 but we all with open face beholding as in a glass or a mirror The glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. As we continue to look in that mirror, that perfect mirror, amen, and make those adjustments in our life. Then we see, amen, ourselves changing into the same image of the glory of the Lord. And that's what the whole key is, the whole purpose. To be like Jesus. On earth I long to be like Him. Amen. Would you stand with me? Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we praise you. Lord, we praise you.